Did the Trudeau Liberals remove food price tags in a photo op lauding the government's grocery rebate payment this week? The founder of the Don't Delete Parents campaign predicts parents will push New Brunswick Premier Blaine Higgs to a victory if a leadership review unfolds. Former Prime Minister Stephen Harper calls for stronger global ties between Hungary and Conservative parties. Hello Canada, it's Friday, July 7th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosmin Georgia. And I'm Ili Cantin-Antel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. A photo of Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland lauding the federal government's grocery rebate payment has prompted Canadians to accuse the Liberal government of removing the prices of basic goods from the shelves in the picture's background. On Wednesday, Freeland announced that 11 million low- and modest-income Canadians received a one-time rebate payment to offset the high cost of groceries due to inflation. Many Twitter users pointed out that the price tags of the produce behind the minister were no longer there. Freeland made the announcement at Rabba Fine Foods in Toronto, Ontario, a high-end convenience supermarket. Twitter user Kirk Lubamov wrote, quote, The Liberals are so proud of the way they are making life more affordable for Canadians that they removed the price tags off of food shelves. User Andreas wrote, quote, I can't help but notice that their photo op didn't take place at a no-frills, but what appears to be a rather swanky grocery store. And Twitter user Aaron Otho accused the Liberals of covering up the prices because they were too embarrassed by the reality Canadians have to struggle with. Over the past few years, Canadians have seen food prices soar. According to the Royal Bank of Canada, food prices have soared by 18% since 2021. Many have criticized the government's grocery rebate as many Canadians don't qualify for the program because it caps household and individual incomes at $38,000 and $32,000 respectively. Further, some critics have accused the government of enacting policies that created the inflation crisis in the first place. So, Ellie, how do you think this photo op went for the government? You know, we've seen multiple ministers posing in grocery stores. They really went all out on this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the Trudeau government uh, has wrapped up a reputation over the years for photo ops. And, you know, I I think there's something uh, a little unrelatable. If I was someone struggling with food to see a minister uh, doing a photo op in a grocery store, these ministers make $287,400 a year. That's almost nine times as much as the people eligible for this uh, program make. So essentially, uh, these people have to work for nine years to make what these ministers make in one year. And yet these ministers are trying to make it seem as, oh, we can relate to you. We can relate to you and your struggles. Uh, which I, I think is a little rich. And, and I, I do think they removed the prices because uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, some people like to call it just inflation. Uh, but it's true that everything has become more expensive since Trudeau was elected. I mean, I did some research this morning. 
uh, gasoline was a dollar and nine cents per liter on average in 2015. Today, it's a dollar and fifty six cents. Um, food was much cheaper in 2015 compared to now, as you said, 18 percent since 2021 alone. The average house price in 2015 was four hundred thirteen thousand. Now it's seven hundred thirty thousand. Um, an average car, new car in 2015 was 27,000. Today it's at over 45,000. And their solution so far, every time there seems to be a problem, it's been more nanny states. Uh, the government will come and help you. Now, the government helps people buy cars now with car rebates. They help people buy homes now with house first buyer uh, rebates. And now they're helping people buy groceries by spending more money rather than uh, looking at ways, first of all, to reduce what they have created an inflationary crisis and perhaps something like lowering taxes it, it just keeps going more and more photo ops and more and more nanny state programs to help people as everything becomes more expensive and more money is printed and more government spending is is done yeah and the thing is this is just a one-time payment ranging from you know a hundred dollars to a couple hundred dollars and you know i've got two kids we're we're a a couple household with two children and our grocery bills is is pretty much like 400 500 dollars a month right uh on, on on average so this this gets people through a month if they're gonna spend that money on groceries and there's no guarantee on that so we've seen this time and time again since the pandemic where governments are just choosing to dish out taxpayer money redistribute it back into different programs like this i know in in bc here they're actually doing a climate rebate uh, within the next like 10 days uh, and it, it qualifies up to like sixty-one thousand dollar incomes and you get like couple hundred dollars to offset the price of climate change or something so do you expect these sorts of like just lump payments to become a common practice in canadian politics uh, you know i would say i do and yes it's not the first time i think we've seen it in quebec too with Legault, and, and there's this trend of kind of elitist politicians taking oh the normal people they get a hundred bucks and, and not realizing that they're, they're just giving people their money. Uh, but yeah, and, and the reason why I do is we see some conservatives do the same thing. I mean, if you look at, at Doug Ford in Ontario, it's a very fiscally liberal government. So um, the fact that conservative governments do uh, take part in these types of rebates and corporate welfare and personal welfare, just I do think it's part of the norm as people are less and less politically educated. A lot of people really don't know how the government works. For them, yes, they some people unfortunately will will say oh i get money and, and people don't realize that it's their it's basically just their own money so I, I do see this becoming more of a trend as everything gets more expensive and governments double down on their big spending and money printing uh, agendas the new brunswick mother behind a campaign supporting premier blaine higgs says if a leadership review were to happen Higgs would come out victorious with the support of parents, given the popularity of his parental rights policy. In an interview with True North, Don't Delete Parents campaign founder Fatine Grzeski praised Higgs's changes to Policy 713, which, among other things, bring a new requirement stating that parental consent must be given before a child under the age of 16 can officially change their name or pronouns at school. While intended to reflect the role of parents, Policy 713 changes have been criticized by trans activists, liberal politicians, and even some progressive conservatives. Two PC cabinet ministers, 
resigned following the policy change, and several PC writing presidents have submitted letters to initiate a leadership review. They hope to remove Higgs as premier. Grzeski said, quote, If people are catching what's happening here, my gut sense is that if this goes to a vote with the members, he's going to win. The people that are trying to oust him are probably going to walk away with some egg on their face because they've picked the wrong issue. The interview will air today and can be viewed at www.tnc.news, YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. And it's an interview done by me. So if you watch it and give it some views, I will uh, greatly appreciate that. So Cosman, we, we talked about this last week, this uh, policy. We know that it, it's widely supported amongst maritimers, especially amongst conservatives. Yet at the federal level, we've seen Pierre Polyev kind of hesitate a bit on, on touching about the issue. I mean, he did tell Trudeau to butt out and let parents raise their kids, but they haven't really pushed this issue as much as some people on the base would like to. Uh, why do you think they're reluctant at the federal level to challenge gender ideology? Because it is a federal issue too that impacts Canadians all across the country every single day. Right. Um, that's an interesting question. I think there has been recently some rumblings of pushback or at least just just a, a, I know Polyev has said with regard to New Brunswick in response to Trudeau's comments about it just like butt out you know but out of this conversation it's not your fight this is a provincial matter this is uh, something that the citizens of New Brunswick and the parents of these children will decide so you know, it is a contentious issue, and I, I think the conservatives federally are in a tight spot. You know, Poiliev wants to win those Toronto seats. He wants to win a little bit in Quebec. So I think staying out of it is just a matter of, you know, strategic thinking to not push on a hornet's nest before any election is called. But uh, they could definitely do more, and we we are seeing pushback from provincial parties uh, in New Brunswick, but also here in British Columbia. You know, we have one conservative MLA, John Rustad, in legislature here, uh, the first conservative MLA in quite a while, and he has come out against this. So, you know, I do think the tide is shifting. I think public opinion is changing, and. This will just come down to how much of the mainstream narrative, how much of that has disconnected from the average person's uh, way of life and way of thinking about these issues. Former Prime Minister Stephen Harper has called for more collaboration between conservative parties dedicated to democratic values globally on the tales of a meeting with Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Harper made the comment in a tweet posted to his official Twitter account. Harper also gathered with other center-right leaders in Budapest this week for the International Democratic Union Alliance Conference. The former Prime Minister has maintained strong ties with Hungary since leaving office. In 2018, Harper congratulated Orban on winning his fourth term in office. Since then, Orban has made 
great strides implementing various conservative policies in Hungary, much to the chagrin of the Canadian legacy media and the EU bureaucracy. Under Orban's leadership, the country has adopted a number of pro-family policies such as tax exemptions for young mothers and spending 5.5% of the nation's GDP on social support programs for families. Recently, Hungary's policies have earned the praise of psychologist and renowned author Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Peterson told the Hungarian conservative in May, quote, My impression of your family policy is that if people understood it internationally, it would be very popular with most people. Now, I think that's a good quote to leave off with because I think if people understood where Orban was coming from internationally instead of some of the smears that come out of uh, media in Canada and the United States and elsewhere, uh, I think they would be more sympathetic to him. Just to give like a little bit of a history lesson, Orban's party Fidesz was actually a center-left liberal party back in the day. They were the main opposition to the Marxist-Leninists in Hungary. And as an individual, his history comes from like this freedom tradition. He was a freedom fighter. He was a, a main figure in opposing the Soviet government. And he was actually even educated uh, at one of George Soros's uh, universities. And as you know, George Soros has promoted these this like open society idea. And I think he's just kind of come around to understanding uh, the left-wing drift that has happened in Europe and, and in other Western nations, and he's kind of put his foot down. And we are seeing all of these attacks, you know, calling him far-right, especially in Canada. Uh, you get it all the time from, from liberal MPs. Uh, they, they threw this criticism at Harper before. So do you think these, from your knowledge, do you think these uh, attacks are justified, Ellie? Well, I, I think, like you said, there, there's a narrative about the Viktor Orban government, and I think there, you know, they have some policies that are maybe a bit more uh, strict, and they have some policies that I don't personally agree with. But I think they also have some good policies, as you said, the family policy. I think is is a something that could be uh, used by lots of other countries around the world. This is a really good pro-family policy. I do think what the left wingers don't like about Orban is he's very anti-woke. He, he he gave a speech, uh, I think this was in 2021, and he said, we are vaccinated against wokeism. Uh, they have uh, banned gender ideology indoctrination against kids. They actually even uh, banned uh, gender studies in universities because he said it's an ideology and not a science. They're also very strict with immigration. They have not embraced the mass immigration of other parts of Europe, like France and Germany. And, you know, there's different debates about whether countries should be open or not to immigration, but I will just simply point out that massive immigration without proper integration of communities, as has been done in some parts of Europe, uh, has not worked well. Ali, I think you yeah. do make a, a good point there, and I, and these media attacks and, and attacks from left-wing politicians particularly just amount to smears in my eyes because... If you look at, at Orban as a politician and Fidesz as a party, it is a center-right conservative party. Sure, they have a little bit of a populist bent, but they are not far-right. They do not value things like... Uh, they do not put race and or ethnicity above democratic values. And if you actually look at the elections of Hungary, auditors have 
judge them to be perfectly sound. They there's no there's nothing to blame there, and and these attacks are, are quite outrageous uh, and defamatory. So. With Harper and, and this community of conservatives getting together, I think it is a good show of strength saying, we are not going to take it anymore. We are conservatives. We are getting together. We have a future for our countries. That's it for today. And don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.